Hey there, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Brooks. Join me as I sit down with co-hosts, friends, and carefully curated guests as we talk about all the things that empower you to become your best, most confident self so you can step boldly into who you were created to be, the confident woman. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. Today we have with us Hope Pedraza. Hope is a certified holistic nutritionist, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, and host of the Hopeful and Wholesome Podcast. Hope helps career-driven women and entrepreneurs to heal their gut, balance their minds, and feel good in their bodies again through functional nutrition and human design. Hope also is a mom, serial entrepreneur, and founder of a Pilates-based franchise in Balance Studio. So welcome, Hope. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. Yes. And tell us, I mean, you have some incredible things going on. I'm like, okay, we got to talk about the gut health. We got to talk about human design. And mm-hmm. and definitely I'm interested in learning more about your Pilates franchise, yes. like all the things, right? All the things. Right. Yes. Oh my goodness. So much to talk about. And so if uh, you just want to tell our listeners a little bit more of like how you kind of got involved into all of the works that you do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'll start from the beginning, I guess. My background is in dance. I grew up dancing, I mean, pretty much my whole life from the time I was about three years old. And that kind of led me into the world of Pilates. And that's what led me into my studio. So I opened my studio about 10 years ago, just, well, I was presented with the opportunity with a space that was, it was a filling yoga studio that was going to close down. So I got the space and kind of like had the opportunity to do it myself. So I rebranded and I made it into this Pilates based studio that it is now Um, just a place I really wanted to, at the time, this was, you know, 10 years, 10 plus years ago, there was really nothing out there that offered everything. And for me, like, I don't like doing the same thing all the time. Like, I don't want to just do Pilates and I don't want to just do bar. I don't want to just, you know, I like, I like to mix it up. And so I wanted to create that kind of space where people could come in, you know, whatever their mood was, whatever their energy level was, whatever their fitness level was, they could pick whatever. If they wanted to do the low intensity, like Pilates or yoga, they could do that. If they wanted to do a more, you know, higher intensity class, they have that option. So I wanted to provide a kind of space with lots of options to connect the mind and the body and get this, that this wellness, like all in one place. So from there, I kind of, as my business grew and evolved, and as I grew and evolved, I realized that this, like I wanted to have this wellness space for women. And I realized that the only way I could do that it was to really put in that nutrition piece that was missing. Like if you're really talking about wellness, like comprehensive wellness, you can't have the exercise, the fitness without the nutrition. And so I started just doing just like basic nutrition coaching with, you know, the members who are coming into the studio. And as that grew and evolved, and I realized like, I just, I love learning. That's just me. Just, I just, I love learning. That's just who I am. And so I, the more I learned, the more I wanted to, you know, the more I wanted to support my clients, the more I wanted to grow this thing. And so that kind of evolved into my, my online business nutrition business now, where as an FDMP, I can really reach people at this like deep functional level. I do functional labs and testing to really get to the root cause of what is going on in a woman's body. I work with with women. Um, so yeah, so they all, they, they integrate well together. And, you know, as my journey, my wellness journey has evolved, it's kind of evolved along with my business. So it's been a fun ride. Wow. That's incredible. And I, and I love that you mentioned about the variety, right? Mm-hmm. Was, you know, say like variety is a spice of life and it's just, yeah, because it becomes so routine and boring and it's exactly. like, when it becomes that way, you lose that drive and a lot of uh, individuals just kind of, you know, fall off and yeah. say, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in this. And exactly. 
we see this a lot in the, mm-hmm. in the health and fitness space is that if we don't give enough of that variety or enough to kind of get that edge, they, you know, don't continue for the sustainability yeah. of it. Yeah. And, I, and I love what you said that they're all integrated, which mm-hmm. is so true, right? Because when we take our passions and then tie it in with that health and fitness aspect of it, you can see how they intertwine mm-hmm. and then they, they all balance and complement each other. And, you know, you talk a little bit further about like the gut health and, and how you kind of got into the gut health. And I, I assume, mm-hmm. you know, this is just my experience. You kind of get into a field, which you had had that experience. Yeah, in. totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. I, I grew up with a lot of, a lot of digestive issues and I, you know, tons of doctors and hospitals and testing and all the things. And I, I had, you know, three, four, um, colonoscopies before I was 16 years old, just trying to figure out what's going on, which I mean, for anybody, a colonoscopy is not fun, but for a kid, it's really not fun. So it was, it was, it was quite the journey. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's basically the doctors are like, Oh, you have IBS, which is like, I don't know what you have. We're just giving it a label, you know? And there was no like protocol or health. There was nothing like it that was it. And so, you know, as I get older and again, you know, I'm the lifelong learner. I like to learn. I love to read. And so I start, you know, reading up on things and educating myself. And so, yeah, that was kind of how my journey started is I had all these gut issues in my twenties. At some point, my early twenties, I read a couple books on a plant-based diet and I thought, okay, well maybe that's the thing. Like maybe I'll try that and see if that works. So the next day I was like, woke up like, okay, I'm going to be vegan today. Like I just decided I was just going to go for it cold turkey. And I did. And a couple weeks in, I, you know, my skin was changing my, my seasonal allergies that were terrible, especially anybody listening who lives in South Texas, they're terrible here. My allergies were better. My gut, I mean, all these things started changing. And so that was kind of the light bulb moment where I was like, oh, okay, this nutrition thing is like, there's something here. Right. And, you know, I'm not a proponent of like saying everybody needs to be in a plant based diet. But for my, my takeaway was like, well, I found what works for me and what's helping my body heal. And now I, I can do that for women too. like, see, find out what, help them find out what works for them so they can heal their body. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And you're so right because it, if everything that we, we, you know, experience externally all starts internally mm. and, and having that um, insight or, you know, having like, oh my goodness, like what is going on? And if doctors can't find this, then, you know, you got to be your own, you know, self-advocate. Exactly. And you found something that worked for you. And mm-hmm. and so are you still uh, on the plant-based lifestyle right now? Predominantly. Yeah. I'm predominantly plant-based. I eat um, a little fish every now and then I'm, I'm pretty snobby about my fish and where it comes from. Um, I don't but, blame you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I eat, I eat fish every now and then, but, for, but still, um, you know, dairy and, you know, meat that's, I still stay away from. And I just, I know how my body feels and I know that I feel better eating this way and it works for me. So I just stick with it, you know? Exactly. And that's, that's the thing, you know, and I think if uh, anyone listening has probably listened to so many different of these, so many episodes that we've talked about different approaches to health and nutrition Mm -hmm. and to reiterate it's give it a try. If it it fits you, hang on to it. And if it doesn't, then, you know, you realize that that's not for you. And so, and I love that you talked about that because I had a very similar, you know, experience as well. Uh, Colonoscopies. Yeah. And we're talking about that, Mm -hmm. that stuff, not fun. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, you know, I come to find out that I also, uh, have IBS and, Mm -hmm. and and it's just one of those things that are so common, especially amongst Mm -hmm. women. Yep. And what I have learned 
also a a life learner. I love learning and it's just that that power to like grow, right? Mm-hmm. Your knowledge is power. Yes. And what I had learned from that is so much of it is tied, like you said, gut health, but more so I think even on my experience was hormonal. Yeah. Now are you are you seeing the two somewhat correlate? That and especially as a woman, when we go through the different cycles of of the month, how you know it, it's changing with totally, us. absolutely. And it's funny you ask that because we had a my studio, we had a retreat over this past weekend, and I did a whole presentation on like the gut hormone connection in women. And I mean, it's impossible to separate the two; like it, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. And your gut every hormone in your body is some way affected by your gut, whether the hormone is made there or the cofactor is made in your gut, then it makes a hormone. So you cannot separate the two. So they're so closely integrated. And yeah, you're right. As, as our hormones kind of fluctuate throughout the month, we see changes in our gut, right? There's certain times of the month where our progesterone and estrogen are low. Maybe you feel a little bloated and constipated. And then maybe there's some times of the month where you feel totally great when your hormones are in this place where you're like, Oh, I feel really great now. And and, and it's similar, same thing as we kind of travel throughout life. And as our hormones change as we get older, naturally our estrogen and progesterone drop. And so that's one of the biggest things I work with some menopausal and postmenopausal women is constipation is a huge complaint. It's one of the biggest complaints I hear from them besides the hot flashes um, is constipation. It's because of our hormones. Our hormones have dropped progesterone super low. So, so yeah, the fact is we, you can't separate the two. Like they're so closely integrated and, and really in reality, the, the issues with your hormones, it's not really the problem. I find the hormonal issues are a symptom of something else. And it's usually something deeper going on in your gut. Maybe it's some sluggishness in the liver, but the hormones are a side effect. It's not, I never start with the hormones when I'm working with clients, we check the hormones, but it's not the first place that we look. Yeah. And that's so true because what I was finding in, you know, similar to you, whereas you go to the doctors or you do the things right. And you're not getting the answers that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, but I'm still experiencing these things. And so, exactly. um, I saw a strong correlation between the two when I was doing some of my own research, because IBS is, is kind of like that, that mystery, like it just appears and people it, are yep. like, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. if you have it, I got it. And, and so many women, well, that I have shared, but I think it also with men too, but so many women, experience that because like you said, goes through the different stages. And if mm-hmm. we're not attuned to right. our, our bodies, yep. we don't put the two together. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm constipated. Oh my gosh, I'm not. Yeah. And so we kind of, we, we self-medicate too, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I know for me, it was like through, uh, you know, laxatives to the other yeah. end of the spectrum, yep. taking some like Imodium or something. Yep. To, and right. so it was just something that really, I felt like ping ponging back and forth until, um, I kind of got my nutrition in check. And that was through my own, uh, fitness and bodybuilding stuff where I really had to pay attention to what I was eating Yeah, and, and what a change. So I think this is a great conversation. Just kind of bring in light to this because if yeah. you're listening and you're like, uh, is that what, is that what's going on? Like, I mm-hmm. don't know, mm-hmm. maybe it is. And, and maybe that seeds planted where it's like, start paying attention now to the difference of, of your, you know, your stools yeah. <laughs> to your yeah. moods, to yeah. your, your stages of your home, exactly. hormonal cycle. Like, yeah. And, I think that's a huge piece too, that you're touching on is just that, that awareness piece, because 
and I, f- I find that so often when I talk to my clients, because I mean, we start having conversations and it's, it's kind of like service level, but then once we dive deeper and I make them really think like there's this sense, there's piece of awareness that's required to really like, like you're saying, being in tune with yourself, that's required to make changes. Because if you really check in with your body and you're paying attention to like, like you're saying, like how your digestive system changes over the month and your mood and your emotions and like really becoming in tune with that, then you can really understand like what needs to shift and what things are out of balance. That, that awareness piece is huge. Yeah. And, and so what were some of the biggest, you said you mentioned about your skin and your, and just your overall like mood was elevated. So what were some of the other benefits of really taking a deep dive aside from the IBS, but like, what are some of the things that those listening and be like, okay, well, maybe I don't struggle with IBS, but what's in it for me. If I start really taking these, making these changes in my gut, what can I expect or experience? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the side effects of, a this uh, imbalance, I'm trying to think of a word. I was going to say dysfunctional. I guess that's right too. But the side effects of an imbalanced gut, I mean, you name it, it can be a side effect of an imbalanced gut. Low energy, brain fog, memory loss, concentration issues, joint pain, muscle fatigue, um, sleep issues, energy issues. I mean, you name it, it's a symptom of something going on in the gut. And so when you're really becoming in tune with your body and you can kind of take steps to balance things out, then you start to feel things shift. I find a lot of times some, you know, we think of quote unquote digestive issues. We're just thinking about like diarrhea and constipation. Like if you're bloated or you're, you know, diarrhea or constipation, that's, that's the extent of it. But literally any symptom, any ailment that you can feel in your, in your body can be a symptom of something going on in your gut. So if you do deal with sleep issues or, um, uh, memory, like brain fog. I think that's a big one. I feel like I've been feeling that hearing that one so often is like the brain fog, trouble concentrating, um, that kind of thing. Things like just kind of a cloudy head energy issues too. I feel like that's a big one is energy issues. People just either having no energy all day, or they just have these crazy energy crashes throughout the day. Um, there's obviously other factors that play with, with these, but balancing out the gut and really honing in on what's going on in your gut can be a, a really huge first step into balancing those things out. Yeah, it's in um if you do, I mean, just all the benefits that will come about from it. And so how how does your gut issues and stress and uh like how it affects your poor sleep and mm-hmm. all of the, the impacts of your performance as the busy mm-hmm. owner and, and um yeah. you know as an entrepreneur or you know, not even necessarily an entrepreneur or an owner, but if you're a human who's on the go, which is like everyone, everybody. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I love that you talked about the different facets of how, you know, the, the energy to low, uh, poor quality of sleep and, and some of these things. And we just said, Oh my gosh, I'm tired. Let me grab another cup of coffee. Totally. And so we're, we're slapping band-aids on, on the issues. And so you take your clients through a deep dive and kind of, you know, how does that look like, you know, with your clients to how Mm -hmm. starting out, like somebody's like, Hey, I, I came to you and I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. What's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So as an FDN, a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, I use functional labs. And so, um, you know, you can use nutritionists and a health coach and other like health practitioners, but if you're not doing labs, you're really just guessing. And like our motto as FDNs is test, don't guess, because then you're just kind of playing the trial and error, right? Like maybe this works, maybe this is going to work, maybe this is what it is, but you really don't know. Testing is the only way to know. So the testing that I do with my clients, there's a bazillion tests that we can do. But the three main ones that I do is the Dutch test, which is measure a really comprehensive look at your hormones. So you're looking at, you know, all your sex hormones and 
cortisol and all those, but there, it also looks at the metabolites of those hormones. So, you know, going to the doctor and here's another difference too. I like to point this out because people may come to me like, oh, well, I had this lab done with my doctor and this lab done with my doctor. Not that there's anything wrong with those labs, but they really don't give a full picture of what's going on in the body. They're not really functional labs. They're just kind of giving a, a number and a range. And it's like, you know, I guess this is okay. Like that's kind of, that's kind of the, the, the answers you get from the doctor. Like, oh yeah, you're in the range. Like, well, when you're looking at functional ranges, like, I don't want to just feel okay. Like I want to feel great. And that's what I want for my clients. Like getting the labs and the results of the doctor, like, I don't want to just be okay. Like I want to function optimally, you know, right. especially with like your listeners who are either starting their business or, you know, running their business. Like you want to feel at the top of your game. Like you don't want to just feel okay when you're trying to get your business going. So anyway, these, it's like the hormone tests that I do it's going like kind of like 10 layers deeper than just like a blood hormone test that you would do with the doctor. Cause it's looking at the metabolites of all these hormones and like what's going on further down the chain with your hormones that's causing these, you know, symptoms to show up. So I do a hormone test. I do a gut, a GI map, which is a really in-depth gut test. That's going to look at the good bacteria, bad bacteria, yeast, the pathogens, the parasites, everything, intestinal health markers, like a full picture of what's going on in your gut. And then the third foundation I want to do is the HTMA, which is a hair tissue and mineral analysis. And it's literally your hair sending in samples of your hair. And again, you can go get your minerals tested at the doctor. You can do a blood test and it'll test your minerals. But the problem with that is it's really just an acute look as what's, what's going on with your mineral levels. It's just kind of a snapshot in time. When you do a tissue analysis, a hair analysis, this is what's going on chronically. It's measuring like what's going on like 90 to hundred for the last 90 to 120 days. So it's what's going on chronically. And because so many of the mineral that you have in your body are supposed to be in your cells, they're intracellular, doing a blood test really isn't giving you good data because they're not supposed to be in your blood anyway. So the hair tissue is super accurate way to really look at what's going on with your minerals or like the spark plugs in your body. It's what's making all the things function in your body. So putting pieces together with all of those labs is where we start. And then I can kind of, we can look for patterns and connect dots to, oh, these symptoms here. And this is why you have these symptoms and kind of, kind of put the pieces together. Oh, I love that. And it's, it's such a thorough process. I love Mm -hmm. that. And you had mentioned, you know, about you go to your doctor and that very, very similar. I mean, I just went for my annual physical and, and I got all the blood work and they're like, yep, yeah, you look good. It's all in mm-hmm. range. And so mm-hmm. I, I just learned something new. Cause I didn't, I was just basing, okay, we're good to go to sure. next year, you know? Yeah. And, and I, <laughs> right. And you don't know what you don't know. You and, really don't. And, and it's so, and so often I talk to women where they do exactly what you did. They go in for their annual checkup or their physical, whatever, all their numbers look this look you know, quote unquote normal, but they feel terrible. And so then they're like, I don't understand this. I feel like crap, like all the time, but my doctor's saying all my labs are normal. You know, it doesn't add up. Yeah. And, and, uh, you're kind of the, the answer, the missing link there that's (laughs) connecting. It's like, okay, here's how I feel the tests Mm -hmm. are here. So what's really happening inside. Exactly. And so obviously, you know, play your gut, your health, your nutrition. And so all of that plays a part in your everyday activities and your roles. And, you know, as, as entrepreneurs or just busy women on the go, um, this is something that definitely should, should not be, you know, without caution, you know, yeah. we have to, we have to take a moment and really assess. And, and I think because we live such busy lives, we, we go through the motions and we really don't stop to think about, wait, why am I on like my eighth cup of coffee? Today? Yeah. Why am I feeling like I'm dragging butt mm-hmm. all day mm-hmm. and you know, your energy is low or even like your, your sex hormones are low. Yep. Like all these things really play in a play a part. So, um, kudos to you, man. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think, uh, this is just something that is, maybe not 
talked about as much or as often because we're so focused externally slapping things on like, right. okay, well, you just need exactly. this and you do that and exactly. do that. And so yeah. we as, you know, when I say we as women who, who now didn't know about this stuff five mm. minutes ago, <laughs> or was that woman who was like, okay, going for my coffee again. Yes. And you're like, what is happening? Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly it. Well, and you know, I think it's, it's, you know, our Western society, we're just, we're just conditioned to treat the symptoms. And that's, you know, I, I say it's really to no fault of our own, because that's how we've been conditioned in Western yeah. society. And again, you know, I mean, I mentioned this before we started recording, like this isn't bashing doctors or Western medicine, because there's a place for Western medicine. But when you're dealing with like chronic issues in the body, the only way to really get to the bottom of those is to treat it functionally and to get to the root cause. Otherwise you are, you're just going through this cycle of putting band-aids on it and treating the symptoms rather than getting to the root cause and feeling your best. Right. And I'm sure we've all heard, you know, get to get to the root and heal that so we can bear the great fruit. Right. Mm-hmm. So the fruit is, is our energy, our, our, what we project from the inside out. And, yes. um, you know, that's kind of the reflection of there. Yep. And so uh, that, this just, uh, Awesome. I love that what you're doing. You're so very thorough too. And so you you do talk about human design and I'm curious to know how that yes. also connects to, you know, you, you mentioned the, the gut health and nutrition mm-hmm. and then the Pilates. So let's mm-hmm. talk about human design. Can yes. uh, you just give us the one-on-one version? Like, yes, what it is. Yes. yes. So if you are listening, I know there's so many people who don't know what it is. So if you're listening and you don't even know what human design is, so human design, this is how I, I love all things woo. And so this is what I tell my clients, how, how I bring a little bit of my woo into my coaching with my clients um, without like totally freaking them out. <laughs> um, but the human, human design is the system that incorporates these kind of ancient wisdoms like um, the chakra system and astrology and the Kabbalah tree of life with these kind of modern day scientific principles like biochemistry and neuroscience and quantum physics. And it uses, um, you know, your birthplace, your birth date and your birth time to bring this chart, what's called a body graph. And in this body graph, it's, it's, they call it the science of differentiation. And this is literally just a system that shows exactly how individual and unique everybody really is. It is your soul's energetic blueprint. And so I like to use this because, so when we're talking about like holistic health or holistic wellness, holistic means, you know, treating the whole and the mind, the body, the soul, all of those, you can't treat one without treating the other. And I know you talk a lot about mindset. Like you have to, you have to incorporate the mind and the soul with the body. Like it's all one. And so for me, the soul piece is this human design piece is this is literally like the blueprint of your soul, like how you were meant to be here, how you were meant to function here, what your, what your path, your soul's path really is and how to be on the path of least resistance. And so when you're my, and this is how I look at it. When you're looking at wellness through the lens of human design, I think that one of the root causes of a lot of chronic disease and chronic issues that we have is just spending too much time, too much energy, not even time, too much energy being something that we are not, something that we are not designed to be. And whether it's from society, conditioning, you know, family genetics, whatever it is, you know, beliefs as a collective, we live by the shoulds, right? Is what I'm using your quotes here. Mm-hmm. We live by the shoulds, who we should be. We have to mold our behaviors to be this way or live this way or do this certain thing. And when we're doing that, 
and we're not doing it in a way that fits in with this energetic blueprint, like how we were designed to be, we end up meeting resistance, right? This is when you start to feel the burnout and the exhaustion and your immune system starts freaking out and doesn't work anymore, right? You start to feel these physical manifestations of this resistance because we're spending this excessive amount of energy being someone that we're not designed to be. And so human design is designed to help uncover that piece and uncover this, like your soul's energetic blueprint. So we can live more in alignment with who we're meant to be to live in this like flow state is what I call it. Live in this flow state where you don't have to meet resistance because you're living with how you were designed to be. And you have a better understanding of you. Like when I first did my human design, I've been a human design coach for a while. It was, if you have, and if you haven't done it, I'll say this, if you've never done your human design chart, you can go, you can get it for free online. There's, there's a bazillion sites out there. I typically recommend going to myhumandesign.com. I think she does the best job of like simplifying it because it can get real complicated real fast. <laughs> and you can like go down all these rabbit holes and you're like, I don't know what I'm looking at. But if you go to myhumandesign.com, it's super simple to read and kind of interpret. You don't have to have like a big interpretation of it. And you can just kind of get the basics up and it kind of understand just kind of in general what your, your human human design is. And I know when I first learned mine, it was like, this is so cheesy, but I I felt like I was meeting myself for the first time, but then also meeting an old friend where I'm like, this is me. Like all these pieces I felt like I needed to apologize for or change about myself. Like this is how I'm designed. Like I'm literally meant to be here to do this and to be this and to live like this. So it's really an eye-opening experience for someone when I'm like giving them, you know, their human design reading and they're like, it's like you know, speaking to the depths of their soul because they're like, yes, this is me. Like, and it, it just allows them to look at themselves in a new way and really to live in a new way and to make your decisions in a new way based on how you were here to, how you were designed to be here. Wow. That's, that's really cool. I mean, I've, I've heard of human design, but I guess I, I hadn't heard it explained in that way. And it makes so much sense. So thank you for just kind of, you know, crash course right there. Yes. <laughs> and I'm saying, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how relatable. And I'm saying, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm nodding yeah. and nodding because, you know, we go through these different stages of, of our life and we feel like we're being pushed or corralled into something that yes. we're not designed yes. to do. And then there, like you said, there, there enters in this resistance. And then sometimes you're kind of caught up in the resistance. Like instead of wondering, why am I here? Like in this corral or whatever, however you got to wherever you met with resistance. Right. And you kind of take that step back and instead of saying like, okay, well, what is this resistance I'm feeling? It, you know, sometimes there's that thought like, oh, this just must be something that I need to push past because right. push past your comfort exactly. zone or embrace your fears. And that was something that I, you know, I always, I think for, even from my own experience was like, oh, well, that's when you know you got to push beyond that limit and go. Mm-hmm. And so these are mantras I'm telling myself. But when you feel like you're just banging your head off the wall and you're not going anywhere and one, now I know to say that's my gut check, check, check yeah. in there Two, yeah. why, how did I even end up in this lane or this corral exactly. area going in this direction? Yep. Is this truly what I want? Is this right. what I'm called to do? Yep. And kind of taking that pause. And, um, ironically, I mean, you just brought this up and it just kind of really resonated because I feel like I'm in that season, uh, where, where I felt like this is where I needed to be. And I was getting a lot of feedback too and saying, you're, you know, being very resistant, you're me. And I'm thinking, 
yeah, maybe it's because I don't know how to do this yet. I haven't experienced yeah. it yet. So I don't have that, that knowledge. Right. But then it's like, the soul is just like, no, I'm that literally that's me putting up a wall saying, don't right. go any further because exactly. that's not who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, sure. square, square peg, round hole, we're yes. trying to make something happen and it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's it. And it's and for everybody listening who is running a business, starting a business, like it has like knowing studying. I mean, I've studied it like in depth, but just knowing my human design has totally transformed how I run my business. Like, I mean, completely transformed. So just using it, even just in that sense, like, and just allowing yourself to run your business with more ease and flow. And instead of like trying to force yourself to do things in a way that you're just not designed to do things like it's, I mean, it's a game changer. Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah, we're definitely going to, to include that link in our show notes. And if you just want to repeat again, that, that link. Uh, yes, it's myhumandesign.com super simple and, yep. and uh, easy to, to navigate. And like you said, it probably just the results that you get would be pretty easy to understand as well. Yep. Easy to digest. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And and so, you know, tying in your, your gut health with the hormones and human design, how, how do you navigate your health and nutrition as that driven entrepreneur based on your human design type? Yeah. So you're, Humanism type is kind of one of the first things that I, I talk about with my clients. And that's kind of how you are here to relate to the world around you and how you are here to um, like experience the world around you. And there's five main types and each type is different energetically. And so their energetic needs are different. So that means the food they eat, when they eat, how they eat, how often they eat, all of that's going to be different. How they, how they work um, how they play, like the things they do for pleasure, all of that is going to be different based on their energetic needs, um, how they sleep, how they should sleep, you know, how much they should be quote unquote, like doing throughout the day. Like all these are going to be different based on human design type and kind of using this information as kind of a, kind of like a guideline, kind of a rubric, like where you can kind of check in with yourself. If you're feeling, you know, the burnout, the exhaustion, all those things, and you can kind of check with yourself. Okay. Like where am I living, living out of alignment? Am I doing too much? Am I working too much? Am I, you know, my, so they can kind of use the information around their human design type to better, really better move throughout the day and better move throughout, you know, each move throughout their business so they can do that in the, in the way with the least resistance as possible. Yeah. And and so you mentioned there's five different design types. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If I can go through them, if you want me to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Listen, I, yeah, I'm all sure. for the learn and I'm <laughs> yes. here for the learn. <laughs> yes. Yes. I can go through and I can kind of give little like pointers for each one. So, okay. So first there's a generator. And if you look at your, at your chart of your human design, your body graph, it'll say it like, it's like one of the first things on there. So it's really easy to see. So first there's generators and generators are like the doers. They are here to do things. They have a lot of energy and they are here to do things that bring them pleasure and to do things that bring them satisfaction. That's like their, their theme, right? That to feel that, that sense of satisfaction. And so because they have all this energy and they're the doers, they have this, like this battery that's refueled by certain activities, meaning that basically doing anything that's pleasure pleasurable and fun. And so you mentioned before, like doing things where you're like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this anymore. That's like for a generator, that's that's the question you ask yourself. Like, does this light me up? Does this bring me, bring me pleasure and fun? If it doesn't, get somebody else to do it and 
find something else that does bring you pleasure and fun. That's when you start to meet the resistance. <laughs> so because generators have all this energy to expend, they are really meant to go to exhaustion. It's like a puppy. I usually quit. It's like a puppy. Like you let the puppy run out in the backyard and get all its energy out. So it sleeps later, right? It's the same thing. So with the generator, they're meant to do and do and do and go until exhaustion. That's how, that's how they get good sleep at night. That's how they get good rest at night. That's where they feel that sense of satisfaction. Like I've gone to the point of exhaustion. Um, I've done my work out for the day physically I'm tired that's it that's how they should feel at the end of the day they should feel like physically tired and that makes them feel good that they feel physically tired at the end of the day so for um for manifestors is the next type manifestors so whereas generators are like the doers manifestors are the visionaries so they have vision and then the generators do the thing to bring that to life so manifestors have much different energetic needs and their their energy is going to be a lot less consistent than a generator so manifestors because they have kind of these shifting energetic needs, this is going to change how they eat and when they eat and how they work out. And they kind of work in phases. So if they're in an action phase where they're kind of getting stuff done, they might need more high caloric foods, more calorie dense foods. Um, they might have more energy to do more like higher intensity workouts. If they're in sort of this resting phase, um, then they're going to have to shift that and eat more like cooling and light foods, maybe doing more um, low intensity exercise like walking or yoga, something that's less intense. And then knowing that they are not designed to go until exhaustion like generators are. So stopping before they hit that point of exhaustion and really taking time. I usually recommend for them to take like a good, I mean, honestly, if you could take an hour, I know that's not feasible for everybody, but a good like 45 minutes at the end of the day to really disconnect from the day, whether that's reading or journaling, listening to music, something that allows your mind to calm down, kind of let go of the energy from the day and disconnect from the day is going to be really supportive for their sleep and just overall energy and kind of how they can recharge for the, for the next day. The next type is manifesting generator. That's what I am. And the, when I learned about manifesting, I mean, everything was so validating for me. So I'm like, yes, that's me. Like, you know, these things, again, like these things you feel like you have to apologize for. I'm like, wait, this is me. This is how I'm designed to be. So manifesting generators are kind of a mix between the two I just talked about. They're more generators than there are manifestors. So they have a lot of energy. Manifesting generators are the creatives of the world. They are these creative whirlwinds and they are here to do all of it. They're here to do all the things. So I, I felt like I always had to apologize for like wanting to do so many different things because I'm so multi-passionate, but this is, that's how, what I'm designed to do. I'm here to do it all. And that manifesting joiners are here to do everything. They're, they're here to multitask. They are here to be multi-passionate. They're here to be, here to be multifaceted. They're here to do all of it. So they are also here to do what lights them up in the moment. And when it's not letting them up, then they're to move on to the next thing. And here's where they can get, get conditioned to be like flaky, right? Because I would think that to myself too. Like, why am I being so flaky? That, that's just how you're designed to be. Because once you're doing things that don't light you up, again, that's where you meet the resistance. So knowing that, you know, delegating is huge for those listening and like to put this into practice for your business, like things that you're doing that no longer let you up and you're dreading it and you end up doing it like really poorly because it's, you're just not excited about like that. That's your first thing to delegate, delegate that to somebody else. Um, also with this kind of like shifting, um, you know, uh, things that you prefer, like preferences, I guess, is also true for like exercise and diet. And so you might, you might work out in phases. You do a CrossFit phase and maybe you do a bike, biking phase, cycling phase, and maybe you do a yoga phase or you do a weightlifting. You can work in phases because again, you're here to do what excites you and lights you up. And once it doesn't, you can move on to the next thing and try something else. Same thing with food. Maybe you try the paleo diet and then you try the um, Mediterranean diet. Like you, you try all the things. 
manifesting trainers do not like being put in a box. <laughs> so restrictive diets and very restrictive, like this is what you need to do to work out. It, it doesn't work for them. So giving yourself the permission to be fluid with your preferences and the things you like and giving yourself permission to move on to the next thing if it doesn't excite you anymore. Um, next is projectors. Projectors have a very, they're much more sensitive to the world, the energy around them. And so they're going to have to protect their energy a little bit more. Projectors, a nine to five job is like a nightmare for a projector. Like they are not here. They are not meant to work eight, nine hour days. They're just not. Projectors are meant to work like three hours at a time. Three, three hours, take a break, take a rest, take a nap. Three hours, take a rest, take a break, take a nap. They require more sleep than the other types. So even at night, they might need to go to bed a little bit earlier. Maybe they can, you know, sleep a little bit longer in the morning, whatever that looks like for you. But giving yourself, again, like honoring that part of yourself that requires more rest and more sleep and giving yourself permission to do that. They feel they can feel weighed down by big portion sizes. So they're better at kind of snacking throughout the day, kind of small snack, kind of like grazing throughout the day. It's going to be more supportive for their energy. Um, let's see. And projectors, another interesting thing, kind of the opposite of manifesting generators. I find that projectors do better eating a certain way. Maybe they're better, you know, they do paleo or plant-based or whatever, because it's, it's like less energy for them. Like they don't have to think about it. So it's less energy to output because they know what they're going to eat. So that tends to work well for projectors. The last type is reflectors. This is a very a small percentage of the population. Only 1% of the population is a reflector. And they're very unique in that they, if you look at your chart, at your body graph, there's different shapes on there. Some of them are colored in, they're filled in with a color, and some of them are white. All of the centers on a reflector are white, meaning they are totally open and they're absorb absorbing every ounce of energy from everybody around them. So they're super sensitive to other people's energy and they're constantly taking in other people's energy throughout the day. So they have this, or they, they are required to have this really unique sense of being able to distinguish between their own energy and other people's energy. And so this big intuitive piece comes in for reflectors, being able to kind of distinguish between what's them and what's other people. And because they're so sensitive to the energy around them, their environment, their, their community, the people around them, their space is going to be really important. So if you are a reflector and you're listening, having a space that's your own at your house, whether it's a corner of the house, a corner of a room, it's a room somewhere you can go and discharge everybody else's energy, discharge from the day, disconnect from everybody. It's a safe space that's yours and kind of help you come back into your body is going to be really important for them. And then knowing that because their energetic needs are going to change that, you know, their need for food and exercise and rest are all going to change as well. And giving themselves permission to do that and knowing that they need to eat and rest and exercise based on their changing energetic needs and doing what's, what's most supportive for their energy in that moment. Wow. So much to take in. I'm so over here just mm -hmm. like, but that's me. And then no, <laughs> I know, I know, me. I do. Know. <laughs> do you ever feel like you're all of them? Yes. Like yes. This ball, right? <laughs> you do. Yes. That's all you need to do your chart and then come back and listen. And then you can be like, okay, okay. Yeah, you're right. That's me. <laughs> yeah. But, but so if, if you feel like you're kind of a little bit of all, there's predominantly one more than the other, right? Like one. Right. Okay. And so yes. it's not uncommon that you might have some reflection. Yeah. Reflectiveness you could feel, yeah. And you can feel senses of others. And really too, because it's not just about the type, there's so much to the body graph, like there's so much. And so while your type, you might feel kind of like 
parts of some uh, apply to you too. It also is going to be based on like those centers I was talking about, like the ones that are colored or not colored, filled in or not filled in. It's also going to depend on that, like which center, which energetic centers, which kind of relate to the chakra system. If you're familiar with the chakras, it's going to relate to that too. And so, so yeah, there's a lot to it. So you are going to have, you know, kind of some characteristics of each, but it's once you kind of look at it as a whole, you'll be able to understand like, okay, like this is me, this is why I'm this and that kind of thing. Right. And, and I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with the chakra system. So those who aren't, if you want to give a quick recap on that. Yes. Yes. So, so on the human design body graph, there's seven chakras and on the human design body graph, there's nine energy centers. So if you look, you know, you can read the book from the guy who, um, basically like channeled the human design system and it kind of explained how they they split off. But basically starting from your roots up to your crown, there's different energy centers that are associated with different feelings, emotions, and different energetic aspects. And so, um, and they're all associated with a different color. And so, you know, your root system, your roots, root chakra, for example, is associated with like safety and like your connection to the earth and that kind of thing. And they just, it just kind of moves up through your body and ends at the crown of your head. Um, and, and I find this a really powerful thing to understand the chakra system, just because it really does correlate with so much of what we deal with from day to day, like our energy and, you know, how we feel and where the blocks are. And I don't know, this is, I'm, I'm putting my woo out there on you, but if you've <laughs> ever done, ever done a Reiki session, like kind of go through the chakras and then they tell you like what chakra is blocked. And, um, I had one earlier this year and it's like the most mind blowing thing because the exact things you've been dwelling over, thinking about stewing over. I mean, it, it, it's in your body, like it's energy in your body, it's in your cells and they can, you know, they can read it or whatever, but it it really does affect everything and it affects your blood flow and it affects how your body's functioning. I mean, it it affects the physical parts of your body. These energetic pieces affect the physical parts of your body. Wow. That's so insightful because I guess you don't really put all of that together. And so I know that we talked about from like the mind and the body and the soul. And so kind of to sum it up, if you're kind of experiencing some of that low energy, do you know if it's a block chakra or if it's a gut health like how yeah. do you dis- it's it's usually yeah no that's a great question. And I will say that most of the time it's one and the same. So in and this is what I love about human design as well, because in human design, when you're looking at the energy systems, the different parts that I was talking about, all of them are correlated to different um, like organ systems in the body. So like, for example, you have the, the head center, which is like your crown chakra. So the head center is associated with your crown chakra at the top of your head. It's associated with your pineal gland, which is in your brain. It's that little gland that's inside of your brain. That's responsible for like circadian rhythms and these bi- your biological clock, that kind of thing. And so many times when you have, you know, you're having sleep issues, you're having, um, issues with sometimes this manifests itself as headaches. Like you just don't have a clear head. There's something going on with your crown chakra. There's something going on with this head center and it's manifesting itself in this physical form as, you know, headaches or sleep issues or whatever. So it, so it does, it, it totally hundred percent correlates the same thing. I always like this example with your emotional center and your emotional center is this. So at this one, I feel like this is one of the, I want to say this is one of the most I don't want to say important, but maybe it is most important, most powerful ones. Your emotional center is associated with your solar plexus. That's your solar plexus chakra. And this specific center, excuse me, is correlated to your, a lot of your, um, 
detox organs like your kidneys, your bladder, your pancreas. And so if you think about it, your emotional center, this is where you house your emotions, whether you're letting them in, letting them out or you're holding them in. And you think about your body's ability to like function, your, your detoxification system in your body is one of the most important parts of your body because it allows yourself to get rid of toxins. When you're holding on to toxins is when it starts to manifest as inflammation, right? Things going on in our immune system. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, when you're holding in emotions, you're holding in toxins, right? It's, it's all, it's all, it's all connected. Oh, that's so true because it's like, you don't, sometimes you don't put the two together and it's yeah. like, Yeah. I mean, if you're holding on to something and you're feeling it manifest in your body and you realize, okay, maybe the, the emotional issues that are, that I'm experiencing and it kind of turns into also maybe emotional eating and find ourselves binging or just grabbing whatever's convenient. And we're just mindlessly kind of numbing out because we're hoping to feel that emotion, but yeah, all we're doing is kind of putting more wood on the fire, right? We're just Mm going to keep that going. Totally. So if we were to address the emotions, recognize that there's an emotional issue at hand, it Mm -hmm. could stop some of the impulsivity of grabbing the next, you know, yes. whatever snack is available mm-hmm. and separating the two so that you can now be like, Oh, that's what it is. And so emotionally, maybe you just need a good cry. Maybe you yeah. need an ear to listen. Let it to out. Or, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I always say, mm-hmm. whatever we hold on to will eventually come out in some form. Yes. And so kind of the same thing we look at is like, okay, I got a pee, right? You're like, you're holding your bladder and it's like, well, because you put something in and it needs to come out. Gotta come out. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the same is true with you know, where our emotions, our anger, bitterness, resentment, uh, unforgiveness, those things, yes. right. They, they manifest inside and we start seeing it in, um, like how you had said, it's going to start showing up and like, maybe it turns into something worse off than it should have been. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. you're just nipping it. You're like, Oh my goodness, I'm feeling it right now. Like you said, a headache. And instead of mm-hmm. just taking some Tylenol, it's about recognizing yes. what is causing that headache. Cause you're just going to keep taking that Tylenol and Tylenol. Yep. And you're like, Oh my For goodness, sure. it's not going away because yeah. you actually haven't addressed it. And so yep. that your body's giving you that cue to tell you what is, what is troubling it. And that's medicine is it's nutrition. Yes. And so yes. correlating those two. Absolutely. Wow. I feel so smart here. I just, it, it, it's, I mean, it's so, <laughs> it is, it's so true. Well, and if you think about it, like when you, and I explain this to my clients, we're talking about human design, emotions are energy in motion. They're meant to stay in motion when they're not in motion is when it builds up toxicity in your body. Like you have to let them move and flow yes. and feel through them, let them out. <laughs> wow. This is a, I feel like the light bulb just finally went <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because <laughs> you hear like from, okay, you, you know, you talk to like one, you know, a holistic nutritionist and they're like, okay, do these things. And then you might talk to somebody else who's talking about like the chakras and do this, but yet having this entwined and all together, which is what it's I together. love about the works that you do is that mm-hmm. you don't just stop at one thing, be like, okay, well, great. You're send you on your way to your next stop to right. the next person. Right. And you're bringing this full circle and, and how it, you know, through your movements with, uh, you know, your Pilates and, and you offer so many different, uh, classes or services at your, at your imbalance. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and so just kind of wrapping that up, kind of bringing it full circle. So we put yeah. a bow on it. Mm-hmm. How do we see that through the physical aspect of your, like 
movements, like, mm-hmm. you know, work or exercise mm-hmm. and workouts and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, kind of like I said at the beginning, the, the comprehensive holistic equation is it's the mind, it's the body, it's the soul. And so the body piece, it's the nutrition, it's the fitness, it's the movement, all of that ties into the body piece. And I mean, you know, you're, you know, cause you were, you know, you're a fitness person that the feelings that the hormones that get going when you're working out and you get the endorphins and you get the, those, neuro, those happy neurotransmitters going. So we know that fitness and movement is good for the body, but it, it's good for the soul. It's good for the mind. Like it's good for all of it. So, I mean, you really do have to put all three of those pieces together, the mind, the body, and the soul for this comprehensive healing. And I will say I have had, and I can, I mean, I can speak from experience. I mean, I've been a fitness junkie my whole life. I mean, I had disordered eating behaviors for a long time in my life, being a dancer. That's just kind of I think it's like part of it, you know, when you're growing up and you want to look like the skinny ballerina, you know, whatever. And for a long time, for years, I worked obsessively, OCD compulsively worked out, um, injured myself a million times, had terrible relationship with food, but on the outside, I looked totally healthy. I was skinny. You know, I looked, I looked fine. I looked good. But inside my insides were like screaming out for help. Like my mental health was horrible. My emotional health was my emotional not even there. So just, you know, you can meet people who look good on the outside. They quote unquote look healthy, but there's so much going on under the surface where it's, again, they haven't addressed that mind and that soul piece to put the whole equation together. Yes. Oh my gosh. So much of that just resonated with me. And Mm -hmm. I I feel like, you know, it's going to resonate with so many listeners and, you know, especially our women, because of all those unmet expectations and Mm -hmm. pressures to look, be, and do a certain way that we, you know, push ourselves beyond these limits, conform and, and, you know, neglect ourselves just for the the sake of, you know, getting it done and and doing it Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're, we're essentially doing more harm and damage to, you know, our mind, body, and soul by trying to conform to, of, you know, of, of this world, right. The, Mm -hmm. the pressures and and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so how much I can relate to exactly what you just said, um, you know, emotions weren't even a thing. Like if that word even came up, we're just like, shh. Yeah. You're like, I don't have time for that. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I don't even know what I'm feeling, but uh, whatever it is, we just got to put a lid on it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And that's where I was saying how it manifests in certain things because it hasn't had an outlet. It hasn't had a way to, to excrete out of your, your being. Right. Um, so this has just been an incredible conversation. I, I, I hope our listeners are, are over here jotting notes. Out yes. Like <laughs> so too. <laughs> yes. And, and of course, you know, how, how can, uh, our listeners find out more about you, learn, learn more about, um, all the works that you do. And I know that you gave us an, an incredible resource with, uh, just getting started on the human design. So that might be an introductory place just to yeah. start for those listening. Yeah, for sure. Definitely check out the human design website. That will be a great place to start learning about that in yourself. But if um, I am on Instagram, I'm at the hope Pedraza. And then I have a free Facebook group. It's live wholesome and healthy. And it's just all things functional, functional nutrition and human design and all things mind, body, soul. Awesome. Well, of course, that will all be listed in the show notes below. So be sure to check that out and give hope a foul and reach out to her, let her know how this, this episode resonated. And, uh, of course, just always, I'm sure that you're open to just hearing how, how it all plays together and just totally that as well. So thank you so much. This has been an incredible conversation. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. Hey there. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the confident woman podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, please be sure to like subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. 